If you have an interest in horses and love learning more about horses, the horse industry, teaching, or even managing your own horse business, then you're in the right place. We would love you to join us on our mission, which is to improve the lives of horses around the world through the education of riders, handlers, and trainers. So get comfortable, listen in, and enjoy. This is another of our popular Listener's Choice interviews, which we're playing over the weekend. We've chosen the most popular interviews for you to select the Listener's Choice winner. If you're not sure how the Listener's Choice competition works, have a look at horsechats.com choice for the rules and the leaderboard. If you have the same vision as International Horse College, which is to have a world where people safely appreciate, respect and enjoy their horses, and the horses appreciate, respect and enjoy their people, then have a look at their website, internationalhorsecollege.com, registered training organisation 31352. Our guest today is Jenny Holloway, who's got a dressage horse that she's competing. Nothing different about that 17-hand grey horse, apart from the fact that this horse is a standard bred. And I'd like to introduce Jenny, who not only is a coach and, and a horse person, has been for quite a long time, but we'd like to talk in particular about her grey Phoenix flight and other standard breads that she might have talked and had in contact. How are you today, Jenny? Good, thanks. Good yourself. Good, good. Jenny, I don't think we've actually had anyone with a focus or done a focus on standard breads within Horse Chats, and we're sort of approaching 400 episodes, but, you know, I'm really keen to talk to you today about this. Now, normally we ask favourite quote first, so what have you got for your favourite quote? Ah, uh, I have a, a lovely little saying that I, I say to everyone, I'm the kindest, softest, nicest rider this side of the black stump as long as my horse is doing exactly what I ask. <laughs> okay, yep. I get you laughs with that one. Yes, yes, and I think that's all about, you know, we always want the horse to do exactly as we ask. They don't necessarily always get exactly. it, but uh, I suppose that's what we're working towards, aren't we? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yes, yes. Now, Jenny, instead of just starting to talk about how you started with horses, I really would like to focus on the standard breads. How did you start with standard breads? What was your first contact with them? What was the first time you decided to get one, to train them, to have any contact? Well, Glennis, I started with standard breads quite by accident. Um, in all honesty, I could have started as a, an eight-year-old girl. My family is all in the harness racing, has been like I was going to the drops when I was a baby. And, you know, um, you'd think I would naturally get into them. But no, it happened by accident probably about... Eight years ago, I had a lovely big warm blood and a lovely thoroughbred, and thoroughbred got old, and I needed a paddock mate for the warm blood. And a friend of mine said, oh, this beautiful horse in the paddock next door, and they just want him to go to a good home. And I said, what's wrong with him? And they said, he's a standard bread. I went, no, not interested. Go away. <laughs> anyway, I, I did. I picked him up. Brought him home, and I just went, oh, you're a big mate, you can stay there. And as it turns out, the warm blood needed a couple of months off, pulled a few muscles, as they do. And I looked at this and went, well, what can you do? <laughs> well, this fellow was what they call a square gator, a trotter, not a pacer. Uh -huh. And I started riding him and had more pleasure riding him than what I got riding warm up. Mm -hmm. 
He was interested. He wanted to learn. He tried. He didn't fight me half as much as the warm blood. Uh, took a lot of work to get him to Canada. We did. We finally got there. And that fellow went on to win. I moved back up to Queensland after that. And he went on to win prep, premium, novels out in the standard bread world and in the open world. But he was very flat in his movement. And a friend of mine also got a standard bread called Phoenix Blight or Elf Blue Boy was his race name. And he, he's a big horse, really big, solid fellow. And um, she ended up having heart problems and phoned me and said, oh, can I send him to you? I said, yeah, not a prob. I think he arrived on the Wednesday. There was a hack comp, standard bread only, on the Sunday. And he took out Supreme and hasn't looked back from me. Wow, wow. Now, just to people who may not know what a standard bread is, because at the moment we're just talking about a horse and it may be any breed, Tell us a bit about standard breads. What's the difference? You know, you talk to us about square gating, pacing, even a little bit about the history of standard breads and why people don't want them, why you turned up your nose at the thought of having a standard bread in your paddock. Yeah, it's so true. Okay, so you've got, um, they're the ones that are in the little racing gigs that go around with the drivers at the back at the paceway. Mm-hmm. So you've got two sorts. You've got what we call the square gators or the trotters, and they actually trot, and they'll only have hobbles on the front of their legs. They need them other than that, usually three-legged. Um, then you've got the paces, and their work, legs work laterally. So near fore, near hind will work together with the off fore and the off hind. So they move like a train. They yep. don't trot. So in two beats. In two beats, yep. yeah, still in two beats, but their legs were differently. So the first thing you've got to do when you get one of these standard breads is you've got to teach to trot, not to pace in, which is a, a thick all on its own. These horses have probably had a bit of a tune-up if they have tried to trot, and the owners or the trainers would probably go, oh, no, you don't, boy. So it's a whole new world for them to say, yep, we can now trot. And again, to say to them, yes, you can now canter. It's a... It's a whole new world. The biggest challenge, actually, with a standard bread is probably getting them to bend through the body. They've had shafts down both sides of their bodies, and quite often they've had something on the neck to stop them from turning their head. So they're a very, very straight horse, and they turn very, very straight. Really, really good doing um, pirouettes because they'll just <laughs> turn on their wings really easily. But <laughs> the rest of it doesn't happen. Okay. What about teaching? You know, you talked about a square-gated horse and a, and a pacer. Teaching them to canter then, you know, what techniques or what do you use then to teach them to canter? Oh, my goodness. There's so many out there. I do them on their back. Um, a lot easier, I think, if you do it on the lunge. Um, you may need, like, a, a little pole on the ground or something if they're trotting around to pop them up into the canter rhythm. They won't hold it for very long when they first try it. Mm-hmm. And you'll find that they'll get a gangly leg in the back legs. And it just takes time to let them know that they can do it and they're allowed to do it. A lot of people um, will actually go and teach their horse to jump. And you'll quite often find that they'll pop into a little canter after a jump. And then you try and keep it going for as long as you can. I tend to teach them on their back. And I have found with a pacer, once you teach them to trot, it isn't that hard. It's... it's Terrible teaching when I say this, but 
you can actually run them into a camp. Yeah, okay, yeah. The of yep. the pastors, once they trot, um, they will go up into a canter easier than a trotter. Mm-hmm. Trotter, you can run them into a canter because they can trot way faster than <laughs> what you can ever get them to break into a canter. Yes. So a, a trotter is a, a whole different ball game again. Definitely your ground poles and your jumping them up into that sort of an action. Yes, and they can trot quite fast. I can remember we were teaching at the Racing Industry Training Centre and we had a lot of the apprentices, apprentice jockeys and the trainees going and they'd be doing a bit of a hand gallop and have the old thoroughbreds that they'd be on. And then we did happen to have a pacer at one stage and the pacer would be going along the same speed as what the thoroughbreds were doing as a hand gallop. So, yeah, they can certainly oh, get yeah, they, a bit they of a can pace. Move these boys. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> So if someone would like to get an ex-pacer or a, a standard bread, mm-hmm. what about before they're gated? Is there any difference? No. Some of them will have it in them naturally. Yep. You could pick up a two-year-old that's never raised and can still pace. Some of them have it in the, in them naturally. It's really – it is bred through the genes. Mm-hmm. Um some may never pace. You put them under saddle and they never pace and you sort of wonder if they ever really were one. Yep. But if anyone ever wanted to get a standard bred and wanted to have a, a go at, at the breed, there's a wonderful group in Queensland called the Standard Bred Association of Queensland. They actually have an adoption sec- section where people can just apply. But see, uh, the standard bred is a harder horse to be high on the thoroughbreds. Everyone wants the thoroughbreds and they already walk trot and canter. So the challenge is as great with them. But with the standard bread, there is a little bit more to them and we do find rehoming them isn't as easy. The adoption program is there to support anyone who wants to adopt a standard bread. Most of them are what we call straight rehoming and there's probably you know a couple of fees to join the association. Okay, that's good. And what about just thinking now, because we usually talk about core skills or character traits for people to work in the horse industry, but the type of person to train a standard bred, you know, I mean, they'd have to have a certain amount of experience, wouldn't they, with horses? What sort of person would you recommend that they contact the association or even look at getting a standard bred? I think very few people that are rather well educated in, um, say, retraining in any way. Especially enough, they're not the ones that look at standard beds. Um, I've been riding for, since I was eight, and I'm in my 60s now. So um, I've been riding for a very, very long time. And the standard bread does have a stigma, and I really don't know why, because once you retrain them, they are so well handled on the ground. Their manners are way better than any thoroughbred off the track. It's quite an amazing, well-mannered horse. As far as the type of people that usually adopt them, most of them are learner riders coming in to learn about riding and to have a horse to ride. The standard bred is extremely well-known for trail riding um, because of the temperament. They used yep. to take most things in their, in their stride without a blink. What about competitive endurance riding? How do they go with that? Yes, we've got some of them out there even doing endurance riding. Mm. Again, mm. they're such a versatile breed. There's someone that was doing cutting. There was another one doing camp drafting. Uh, 
They are suitable for absolutely anything. They are also extremely well known for their ability to jump. Yes, um, yes. Think of a fellow down in Victoria, Bruce Smith. He actually had a standard bread that he was jumping, and he said the horse could absolutely anything. The only problem that he had was a combination. The horse would land, pace, and still jump the second half <laughs> of the combination. Mm-hmm. But he said it would be if I could just keep him cantering. He said, I just had a few problems on that one. Yeah, but okay. so he's a well-known show jumper in his day, and he was jumping Santa boots. Okay, that's good. That's good. Stop. I need to interrupt this chat for a hot-off-the-press notification. That is, that the latest version of the book, 101 Careers in the Horse Industry, is now available, and the best news is that it's a free download. So if you work in the horse industry, if you have a plan to work in the horse industry and have a career in the horse industry, or if you know someone who plans to have a career in this fabulous industry, then this is an essential book for you to read now and then keep as a reference as you progress through your career. With over 100 jobs to choose from, you'll probably find at least one that you'd happily do without being paid. So simply go to internationalhorsecollege.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page and click on the 101 careers in the horse industry button to receive your free career book. Imagine, maybe one day you could be a guest on Horse Chats. Is there anyone else that you think you'd like to talk about who's influenced, who's got a bit of an idea of how to train standard breeds? I think you talked about Kathleen Mullins, who'd won a Gary Owen on a standard bread. She might not have won it. She just competed the standard bread. She did. She mm-hmm. had the first standard bread entered in the Gary Owen. And look, she is definitely a girl, I think, of the standard bread world. She is just such an achiever and such a fantastic ambassador for the breed. She's really good. I think she's going to be an Equitana as well. So she's definitely someone to go and talk to. If anyone's ever thinking of having a play with the standard bread, go and talk to Kathleen. She'll most certainly tell you all about them. Okay, okay. Big plug for Kathleen. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So when people first get a standard bread, what do you think is a big fault that they do or or something, you know, and I'm thinking this is education because if people are thinking about getting a standard bread, what's something that people might normally do that you would say, no, don't do that, do this? Well, it really depends on what someone wants to wants to achieve with standard bread. Yep. I find most people that go into the standard bread are happy to jump, learn to ride on a fairly well-behaved, quiet horse that will put up with a lot of rubbish. Like, you can do all sorts of things on a standard bread, and they, they tend to go, oh, yeah, don't care. Mm. So it's maybe their nature that people go for. From there, I have found once people get a standard bread, they then sort of go gee, I really like this horse to trot and not pay. And then they'll start working on that. And they'll ask questions like the associations up here in Queensland. In fact, associations anywhere in Australia are more than happy to point people in the right direction. You know, go and talk to this person. They'll put you on the right to help you get your horse trotting. Yep. Or you might even, you know, go to one for a lesson and go, well, you know, you've retrained standard breads. Here, can you get my horse to trot? And then sort of start figuring out what, what buttons we need to push on that particular horse for him to understand that we now want him to trot instead of pace. But most people go for standard breeds because of their nature. They're just, 
a willing horse. What about the buttons you do need to push? You know, I mean, is it to start to do some lateral work to encourage them to just step that inside hind, you know, across? Is it um, some trot poles? Is it a variety of different exercises? Have you got any that you particularly like? Oh, Glennis, I love that one. Lateral work on a standard first uh, is just something they don't know and they just go, oh, you've got to be kidding. What on earth are you talking about? A lot of things. So what do I do when I first get a standard bread and get them to trot? What we do, we lunge them. We always lunge them before we get on our back. Um, my daughter-in-law, Briley, and I have put a lot of standard breads under saddle up here. We do them together because she's um, 21 or 22, and she's amazing for a test pilot. <laughs> I like to throw her up first. She's way more agile. But we've never yet had a standard bread that we've got on and gone, oh, this one worries us. Okay. Every yes. single one that we've got on, we've just kept going and you just keep riding. Mm. So there's, they haven't been a hassle to put under saddle. But we lunge them and we lunge them a fair bit before we even get their back. And then, of course, you put a saddle and lunge them with the saddle as well. And then you let the stirrups stop and you make sure that nothing's going to worry them because they've never had anyone up behind their ears. That's the main thing that worries them. And in this lunging process, we always figure out how to to trot in the lunging process. Okay. Yep. So then what happens when we take them um, up into the arena after the, the lunging process, we use voice commands. And whatever voice commands we've used in the lunging ring, we use again when we go up into the arena. And we find most of our horses in their early days will totally work off voice commands and then you start to put them with your voice commands and then they start to understand and they'll put it together and then you can try your voice commands. So it's all, it's all just step by step. And once you've got them trotting, it's just repetition from there on. And every time they pace, go, no, bring them back, put them back up and we'll trot again. And it eventually becomes becomes the norm for them and they do give the pacing away. Even with that big grey with Phoenix, now he can camp 10 metre circles, which mm-hmm. is pretty up if standard, apparently. Um, but even with him, and now he's been under saddle for, oh, probably eight years, six years. And even with him, if I start teaching something new, like the first time... Oh, actually, no, it's been a long time now since he's paced on me. Mm. But even in his training days, if I started introducing something new, he went, I've got no idea what you're asking me to do. I've got no idea how to do it. He'll go back to his pace. Okay. He'll yep. go, well, yep. asking me for something. This is the only other thing I can that's think of. That's the response, yes. You, and you've just got to go, yeah, you just got to go, no, that's not what I was asking for. So let's come back to baby steps and we'll just do one step of it and let's keep going one mm-hmm. step and then slowly introduce it another way. Okay. So I guess in a way, compared to normal horses that you ride, if these horses don't understand something, they come back to a pace where other horses might sort of put a pig root or a bit of a buck or yep. a bit of a, oh, I'm out of here or whatever. I think these horses have a, a very gentle way of communicating, I don't understand what you want. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. Yeah. If you're an equestrian coach or a horse riding instructor, or even if you aspire to be one, have a look at the free video series for horse riding instructors on the Horse Chats website. Go there now. Have a look. Horsechats.com. 
So for standard breads in general, you know, you said before that there was a bit of a stigma attached. How can people get rid of that stigma? How are you planning on getting rid of the stigma? You know, how's the association planning on getting rid of the stigma? Is that just getting more horses out there and competing or is there something else? I think you hit the nail on the head on that one. Definitely. We have people like Kathleen Mullins, things standard bridge out there. I can only really speak on the Queensland. We have Felicity Renke. Her standard bread is an, is it an AMA or ASA uh, registered and does all that houses and wins and that's mm-hmm. a standard bread winning open shows, um, big grey. I go to a lot of local dressage concerts. Everyone knows big grey is a standard bread and they, they're all still amazed. And he wins against warm bloods and he, he beats a lot of lovely breeds. Yep. And that's getting the standard breeds out there. A lot of people are now starting to look at them and they're starting to go, gee whiz, you know, they really can do all this. Mm, mm. We've got people, like, you know, in the cutting world, doing well. Basically, I feel like personally we need to get so many people out there with horses that are of a good quality and are competitive against normal horses to show everyone just what they can do. Another lady, Doris Mathis, um, she's in Queensland as well. She goes in the open hack classes with her spread yep. and she's done very well against them. Yep, yep, yep. What about books? Have you got a book that you can recommend? Anything on training? Has anyone written a, a book on training standard Oh, breads? I think um, Nicole from Raising the Standards has a very master series out. She's put out on standard breads. Mm-hmm. My favourite book would have to be 101 Dress Art Exercises because that's what the standard bread needs, all that bending, all yep. that you know, just follow your nose sort of stuff, move my leg and it's all stuff they've never been exposed to. So okay. you're starting something pretty pretty raw. Yep, yep. All right. Now, what's the plans for Phoenix Flight? What have you got planned for him or what have you got coming up? Have you got any other young horses coming up? What's your plans <laughs> at the moment? Well, actually, I have. I have a black horse. Mm-hmm. His racing name is Well-To-Do Lombo, and he's in the process of learning how to canter. He's only been under saddle this year, and he's already been to two competitions, two dressage concerts, the Sandy Owen, and he won both. So mm-hmm. I think he's going to um, be up here when he finally puts the candor together. Next year, obviously, I'm really going to hit the shows with him. I think he's a looking horse. Something else as well, the standard breads have changed. If you remember the old standard bread, they had a particular shape to them. They had the big box head and the... Usually a very nice body. Yep. Well, that is totally changing. Mm-hmm. The breed, I think, is becoming much, much nicer looking. A lot of them look like thoroughbreds now. This black one I've got now, um, well, his um, show name is Mr. Darcy. He really looks like a thoroughbred. You would not think him to be a standard bred at all. He's got a lovely head, lovely body, and nice legs. Yep. Whereas if you ever look at Steve when he goes out, you would look at him and go, God, he's got a head. Mm. So, bread head. But once you put a bridle and saddle on him and he works, he has got the most amazing movement. Okay. Okay. So, Jenny, just in a couple of sentences, can you summarise your philosophy about standard breads? You know, just if someone's thinking about getting another horse, recommending a horse, just that might get them to change their mind or just 
not even change your mind, but to have a look and be a little bit open about um, about considering a standard breath? I'd have to say one. Look at one and give it a go. Mm. You've got nothing to lose. They're not an expensive horse to buy. And I think their natures are really good. If I may just add, um, Glenis, Grey Horse has been a marvellous ambassador for the standard breath. Yep. He jumps. He even does sporting, believe it or not, uh, at no great speed. He's really good at dressage. He's really good at hacking. And he's got the most loveliest nature. He's just a rounder. Oh, I also put him in a cart as well and do buggy classes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I didn't have to train him for that. I just had to sit behind him and go, you know, just talk slowly now, please. Yeah. Yeah, give them a go. They're worth a go. They're worth a thought. Good. Good. And, Jenny, if people would like to contact you, what's the best way? We'll have those details on your page, which will be horsechats.com slash Jenny Holloway, or go to horsechats.com and search for Jenny, search for Holloway. But if they'd like to contact you direct, what's the best way? Oh, I guess Facebook or Messenger, either of those work. You know, that's all a modern world, isn't it? Yes, yes. And we'll have all those details. Yeah, we'll put all those details at the bottom of that page as well. So people would like to contact you. Yeah. Jenny, very good talking to you. You know, I think, as I said, you're the first one that we've had that's really focused on the standard bread. And I think it's extra information to people. You know, people who haven't considered a standard bread might just, as you say, have a look, you know, consider it and, and not an expensive buy and good temperaments as well. So I'd love to have you back to talk a little bit more about your successes and a bit more about Standard Bread. So hopefully we'll see you back again sometime soon. Thank you very much, Glenis. I probably rambled on a bit because I think I am a little bit passionate about them because I have been riding pretty well all my life Mm -hmm. and I've been through the variety of breeds and I've never known a breed to be so so. Yes. I'm finding them very, very enjoyable. Yep, yep. And good to come in with that open, you know, having experienced other breeds to recommend the standard breed. All right. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much, Glennis. And have a good time with Quatana. <laughs> you too, Jenny. If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate and subscribe. If you'd like any changes or recommendations for guests, then please contact us through horsechats.com. And while you're online, have a look at the government-accredited courses at internationalhorsecollege.com. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Remember that our comments and instructions are general in nature and do not take into consideration your individual horses or your individual ability and circumstances. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave your comment below. 